Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Libations for Everyone. I'm your co-host, Ben Kwam, chilling across this wonderfully socially distant table from my, uh, my co-host, Mr. Charles Awad. What's up, guys? And uh, today we're recording live over at Meteor Bar. Now, for those of you that may be listening to this for the first time, we just want to remind everybody, this isn't an interview show. This is us hanging out with people and just talking, but we're talking over shots. So we're going to start with a shot, and then every 10 minutes, we're going to take another shot. We'll change the topics, and we'll just see what comes up. It's not an interview. It's a conversation. Exactly, exactly. So we should probably introduce our esteemed guests, uh, Rob and Elliot. Guys, if you want to say hello to everybody and maybe just tell them what's going on with you. Hello, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Um, Who are uh, you? My name's Rob. There it is. Um, I own a bar in North Minneapolis called Meteor with Elliot here. And uh, we make good drinks. Um, We just kind of launched a new thing that we're hopefully... Starting in two weeks. Well, we have to start in two weeks because we have reservations now. So yeah. um, it's, uh, we're pivoting from uh, what we used to do. We used to be kind of a dive bar that had good cocktails. And now, we have, now we're going to be a really fancy bar that has really good cocktails. Um, kind of coursed out little thing. We're calling it Meteor Interrupted. Now you're gritty and sexy. Yeah. Elliot, do you want to explain a little <laughs> bit more like what that would entail for a guest, say, that wants to make a reservation? Yeah. So we've always been... We've always liked the idea of of kind of serving elevated cocktails in what seems like kind of a an old space. Um, and what we're kind of doing now is we're kind of creating a about an hour and a half long experience where you'll be guided through three different drinks, um, and we're going to pair some interesting food with that, and we're going to kind of let our cocktail experience shine. Um, we're really lucky to have such a talented staff that we work with. Um, so we're going to be using some unique ingredients and some really unique, uh, spirits and some cool techniques. And I think the new menu is kind of delicious and also kind of whimsical and super imaginative and memorable. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited to try it. That's like it's exciting to be doing this podcast, but then I'm also like I got to make that reservation. Totally. I got to get in there and check that out. ExploreTalk.com/slash/meteorbar. Correct. Boom. Thank you. And got when that. we post this episode, we'll also throw in a link to that too for everybody out there. Awesome. For sure. Uh, well, what do you th- what do you say? Should we get into this? Let's do it. All right. So you know the rules. We got to start with a shot. Let's do it. Uh, Rob, are what drinking? are we having? Uh, first, we're having a. Some mezcal, a reposado mezcal from Illegal. Ooh. Um, it's fucking delicious. Um, you can swears on this? Yeah, oh, okay. fuck yeah. Yeah, we got the swears. <laughs> we, te- we clicked after explicit. After I started drinking mezcal. <laughs> yeah. We registered as explicit. We're, we're binge drinking, so I guess we have to be. <laughs> well, right. salute. All right, uh, cheers, guys. DG. All right, Charles, you go first. Yeah, you got the timer going? You. All oh, right. That's fantastic. That's so good. That is wonderful. Good. Wow, that's Let's good. Let's go. Question number one for you, gentlemen. Yeah. What do you drink when you don't want to drink? Meaning, like, when you're not into the mood, do you drink alcohol? <laughs> okay. I thought, like, if people are forcing me to drink alcohol, <laughs> like, in some sort of a podcast scenario or something, yeah. what do I have to choose to drink? I thought that's what you were going to say, because that's what we're doing now. We already saw you chose, like, every <laughs> bottle behind the bar. Well, go ahead. You start, Elliot. So what do I drink when I'm not drinking? Yeah, when you don't want to drink alcohol, if um, ever. I drink a lot of iced tea. <laughs> okay. I make it in pitchers and just throw it in my fridge. Sweetened or unsweetened? Uh, unsweetened. Okay. Like you would we make sun tea, but I just throw, like, 
it's really it's just literally packets of Lipton, right. and I chuck the them. <laughs> I chuck them in like a plastic jug and just sure. chuck it in the fridge. Chuck them. Yeah. Chuck them. <laughs> I chuck them in there, and then I and then I pull the bags out the next day, and I have iced tea for a couple of days. It's chuck tea. Um, I don't really drink coffee anymore. Um, okay. I I work a lot and think a lot, and I really value my sleeps. And I kind of decided that. I don't really need coffee, um, but I do like a little bit of caffeine, and I think iced tea is kind of the perfect level for me, and it's also super refreshing. You can kind of drink drink it all day long and not really wreck yourself up. Totally. Have, you ever, have you ever tested the ultimate inception of putting ice cubes in iced tea and then sitting down and watching the movie Trespass starring Ice Cube and iced tea? Holy shit. Um, yeah. I have not, but um, I'll order. I'll order all of that stuff right now. <laughs> need, need something a little heavier than iced tea for that particular scenario. That's right. Hey, you could add spirits to it. I hope you we should talk about Tank Girl at some point. Oh, what if there's? Hold on. What if there's an actress in the movie whose name is Brandy, and then you could add Brandy to the iced tea and the ice cube? That's a triple layer inception. As long as there's not a guy named Jeremiah Weed in the movie. <laughs> I think I've smoked some Jeremiah whose Weed name before. Is actually Jeremiah Weed. <laughs> yeah, there might be. I'm going to IMDb there right now. The old proprietor. Yeah. He worked it up from a, a startup yeah. company. Uh, Jeremiah remember, Weed, the hardest working guy in yeah. tea flavored vodka. I remember when Jeremiah Weed came out and my mind was blown. That and, was. And, as were many livers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly totally. teenage girls. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Was that the first really like popular flavored vodka? I mean, I guess Could Absolute Citron, maybe. I, I mean, Stoli was crushing it. Like, yeah, there's Back when I used to go to the to Quest you. when I was, like, 16, I saw, like, a, you know, the shelves full of flavored Stoli. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Vanilla Smirnoff, Vanilla Stoli. I remember those being around a long... When I was a teenager, we had oh, Vanilla Stoli. Then we mixed with root beer. Very classy. But now you, you see, like... Oh. Oh, all good with root beer, though. Yeah. <laughs> all of those flavored vodkas are delicious totally. with root beer. But now you see, like, there's, like, peanut butter whiskey and, obviously, like, Fireball. And I just remember, like, being 22 and, like, this just tastes like iced tea. And so you can mix it with iced tea and then go to space. And that seemed very <laughs> alluring. Elliot, was, Elliot went to our high school, guys. So, like, yeah. There was one of the one of the bars in St. Cloud was making. Uh, they were calling it St. Cloud Iced Tea, and it was a Long Island. But instead of Coke and sour, it was just Jeremiah weed on top. It was just a glass of booze. Oh God! Yeah, that was no wonder those some of those bars aren't around anymore. What was the last time you had Jeremiah weed? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been ten years. Yeah, I think we got a free bottle once at the old place. I, I think don't, we smelled it. I think we sniffed it and, and put it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it was kind of like a, it had like a, a Hootie and the Blowfish arc where like it went overnight to everybody had it everywhere, but then everybody yeah. got tired of it. And now like it still exists, but like nobody is, nobody talks about having it. I love comparing things and <laughs> giving references to p- things like people might not be familiar with. Like I, I remember going to Italy once and a guy was uh, describing the weight of something in elephants. <laughs> And it's like, it's like, is it an Indian elephant or is it an African elephant? Like, how many, it's like, th- this weighs about 16 elephants. I'm like, I don't know how much an elephant weighs. Yeah, Man, tell me how much it weighs. I understand numbers. At least they didn't like, use a decimal. 16.3 elephants. Yeah. So, Rob, the, answer, the answer to what you do when you don't want to drink is sniff Jeremiah weed. Is that what? Yeah. When I don't want to drink it, I just sniff just, it. Just huff it. The beautiful aromas. Yeah. 
Um, what do I, I? I drink a lot of coffee lately. I stopped drinking coffee for, for a while because it would make me freak out. But um, I'm back, man. But I, I do now. Like what <laughs> I do back, now is like uh, we back call it freaking out, man. Well, Elliot like calls it grandpa coffee, and that's what I call it now too. So it's like when you don't you don't make coffee at full strength, and then you just keep adding more and more water to it. So it's like I'll have like 15 cups of coffee when I'm here, but I just keep pouring more oh, hot water on we, top of the coffee I already made. I did yeah, that with yeah. cold press actually. We oh, assen- yeah. we essentially like yeah he'll we like we'll we'll get really good coffee beans. And then just make really watery coffee. Yeah, then I just ruin it. <laughs> no, that's it's, just it's that's, good. That's a coffee dilution project. It's I'm totally sorry. Works. <laughs> we yeah, did that with cocktails once. Hyper dilution is what it's called. And I uh, I do that. Uh, Code Blue has my favorite cold press on earth. Now that uh, our our old favorite spot is gone, and uh, I'll drink a fourth of it, and then I top it off with water. And then I'll drink a fourth of that, and then top it off with water, and then I'll drink half of that, and then top it off with water again. So I have one cold press that kind of lasts me. Through the entire day. That's Otherwise, how you control the shakes at the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like low-grade cocaine for me. So it appeals to all the worst parts of my personality. Mm-hmm. So I don't need anything more than that. I've gotten a lot better at understanding when I've had enough caffeine. Because I used to drink a pot a day in my office. And then started to have severe anxiety. And I told my doctor, why do I have chest pains all the time? He's like, well, you sleep four hours a night. You drink a whole pot of coffee a day and you eat one meal. Hmm. It's probably not a great recipe for success. <clears throat> when we were talking about asking you guys that question, Charles, you told me that you only drink water and coffee when you are not consuming alcohol. H- how did you end up there? Yeah, I mean, I do drink, like, La Croix as well, or those types of things, LaCroix, if that's Water adjacent? Uh, yeah, I'll drink the carbonated stuff. But I don't like sweetened things. Uh, I'm not... I don't have much of a sweet tooth, so I drink lots of water, uh, lots of coffee, well, a moderate amount of coffee, and then in the evening, I'll drink the good stuff. I like tea, too. I just don't do it often mm. enough. Mm. Like, Marnie makes iced tea the same way you do, and it's always in her fridge, and I do like unsweetened iced tea, but she ends up drinking the whole thing because I don't really think about it, and I do like hot tea. I have, like, a nice, you know, cast iron shogun pot, and in the winter, I try to make tea a lot, but... With me trying to regulate the amount of caffeine in my body, usually I've already had like just enough coffee, and I'm like, should I do tea? <laughs> just switch to tea. I mean, we should both just do that. It's just so much better for us. I love yeah. coffee too much. I do. I do too. Yeah, I I'm a That's, coffee I tried, obsessive. Man. I stick with the one a day, and I feel like that does me good. I'll do either espresso in the morning, or I'll do that that cold press. Sure. But um, I got into SodaStream, and then I started making cocktail shrubs for the SodaStream. So a way of psyching myself out that I'm drinking some sort of interesting carbonated beverage. Sure. But it's just whatever fruit was left over from our imperfect produce box, some vinegar and some sugar and a little bit of thyme. But that's just been, that's been awesome for me because yeah. it tricks me into – there's some nights where I probably should take a night or two off drinking. So it tricks me into thinking that I've just had a really good cocktail when, in a sense, it was just a really good N.A. beverage. What about you guys? Do you mess around with mocktails a lot? I know you do CBD and, and some of your non-alcoholic beverages here at Meteor that people really enjoy. Back at, I mean, at Demi, um, I put together a pretty cool, like, NA pairing um, and got really into it for a while. We were actually talking about that because we might have to do that uh, for what we're offering now, too. We're just kind of not sure. It's, it's such a weird thing for us. It's like people just want to come to a bar and just drink non-alcoholic cocktails and Probably some people do. So I think it's we've been taking it seriously for for a while. I think in our careers at least, and trying to offer NA cocktails whenever possible or spirit-free cocktails. And um, I don't drink them so much myself, but 
I just drink a lot of water and like sparkly water too. But um, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do that. We still do it. Yeah. And I will say like, as we're kind of coming up with the menu for Meteor Interrupted, we're going to have so many interesting house-made ingredients that are made with summer vegetables and fruits and fresh ingredients. I think the non-alcoholic options will kind of come together pretty naturally with like what's fresh and tasting good. Yeah. Like we're going to be making cucumber syrup. There's going to be watermelons in the house. Um, a lot of fruit for one specific it'll, cocktail. It'll be a lot of fun. That so. pickled watermelon rind you were talking about earlier sounded pretty tasty. Yeah, I made pickled watermelon rind for the first time. Did you oh, try that's it awesome. I have, not, I have not tried it. I bet it's great. Is it going to be a garnish it. or you just made it for fun? It's a garnish. So the idea is like what if a Pimm's cup took a drag through like a Minnesota summer garden and was kind of garnished like a Wisconsin Bloody Mary? So there's pim. I dig that. It's like real silly. It has a it has an interesting spirit base of some fruit brandies and pims, um, and then it's just elaborately garnished with like fresh and pickled vegetables. It worked. It worked. Oh my god, the sirens god. going off. There goes our, I didn't even know that's what you selected. I was like, what's going on outside? I just wanted to go. That's the sound of the police. Uh, yeah, you can do that after each buzzer. It's time for a shot, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's do it. Do All we right. feel like we buttoned that that up pretty nicely? Yeah, totally. Cool. All right, next Success. is our first Irish whiskey on the docket for today. Yeah, what do we got, Rob? We're drinking Kilbegan. Um, it's, uh, it's an Irish whiskey I self-admittedly do not know a lot about, but we got a sample bottle to mess around with, so Beautiful. we're going to taste it together today. Um, yeah, it comes mm. from Ireland. Rob really likes Irish whiskey. I do like Irish whiskey. Do you have I do not. Irish whiskey? Oh, man. Um Oh, that's hard. I mean, um, you like Middleton products. You've been there. I like, yeah, I mean, I like, I have this bottle of Middleton Dark Gaelic, and it's the only Irish whiskey that's aged in Irish oak. Um, it's at my house, and I drink that once in a while. Um, Cheers, guys. We're doing the shot while Slancha. we're out. Slancha. Slancha. Mm. Um, man. Not bad. Um, I... I'm kind of obsessed with Tricanal right now. I think it's great. I like the idea of a single malt. Um, there, there's so many great Irish whiskeys. And there's so many more now than there used to be. I don't think any of them are terrible. Um, I like I like the one that's in front of me, honestly. <laughs> Give it's me. my favorite. Yeah, I don't like sweeter whiskeys, so you might need to educate me on Irish whiskeys. I typically stay away from Irish and Canadian whiskeys, personally. I think Tricanal would be a solid shot for you. And I'd honestly be really interested in our next flavor. But we'll get to that when we get there. Because yeah. it's time for a new topic. Topic okay. number two, recreational science fiction. If you had a single-use time machine, where would you go? You got one trip back and then coming home. Where would you go and why? Hmm. Do you already have an answer? Well, I think, I, for me, <laughs> I mean, at least, think. I think part of it would be I would either have to see – I have this – undying fascination with seeing what the village where like my family came from looked like a thousand years ago when it was first homesteaded so part of it would be just for my Wait, own personal selfish so a thousand years ago where would you go specifically uh, geographically center of norway it's a little valley called the nord updal valley okay there's a village called kvam where i get my last name it's like five thousand people all farmers so you're gonna probably want to bring a jacket correct probably some okay. snow bits blow their minds with snowshoes 
Maybe I'll invent skiing. You could bring a big lighter. <laughs> and then be the king. And just the be the king. And then, yeah, just rule over. Um, but there's, a, there's another part of me that would love to have seen what some of the Central and South American that are now ruins would have looked like at their peak. When, you know, the Incan or Mayan or Aztec civilizations were at their peak. Just to see because we have so little written record of, of that time. I just think it would be really neat to see. But that's just because I love traveling. <laughs> So I'd be sightseer even with the power of time machine. Yeah, that would be amazing. Man. So, okay. We just have to pick a time yeah. and a place. Or if you wanted to flip or a the place, question. Like something that yeah. doesn't exist anymore that previously did that you weren't able to visit. Oh, man. We could add a second version of that if it's easier and say if you could Bill and Ted it and go back and take three people and bring them here now for a dinner party, who would you go steal? That's good. Socrates. Or one yeah. person. Like <laughs> even, even a singular individual that you could bring to Meteor. Yeah. It'd be cool to meet Jerry Thomas. Like, I just think about that just because he's like the person I think I refer to the most that's historically really, that's speaking. That's a really good answer. But I also... In I'd, what city would you go meet him in? New Orleans, for sure. Like, New Orleans, like, pre-prohibition would be amazing to see. So, like, um, like 1870s New Orleans? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like I would regret that because I... I think you would end up being a huge fucking asshole and I would hate everything that's happening around me like just like knowing myself now is like I bet he was a fucking dick and (laughs) you know what I mean like very thoughtful and like but like just thinking of just how I view the world now and Mm -hmm. how the world probably was then like (laughs) politically speaking and just like there was slaves and you know what I mean like um, if I would have been like really disgusted by a lot of shit. Probably. Could you very quickly tell our listeners who he is? Uh, Jerry Thomas is kind of the 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 founder of like cocktails, or he's he's the, like the first guy who recorded recipes and published books. Um, he's he was like the iconic uh, old timey bartender from like, from the, New York, right? Um, from all over. Um, he was in the Navy, and then he uh, he started in he started in San Francisco, and then moved east. I think he ended up in um, he ended up in New York. Yeah. So he um, he he yeah he start he got out of the Navy in San Francisco, started bartending, and then he eventually worked in New Orleans, Charleston, and then he passed away, eventually in New York City. Um, but he published the first the first cocktail book in 1862. Mm-hmm. So, what would your answer be, Elliot? I, despite what's going on in the world right now, I, I kind of enjoy being alive in 2020, but there's something alluring about maybe being a kid in the 60s with a baseball glove and like a Schwinn Stingray bicycle that I, that I might want to do. Just go like full sandlot with it? Full sandlot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems fun. That would be like a little bit more of that like idyllic view before you found everything out in the world. Nostalgia, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, totally. Yeah, it's great because like music's just starting to get like really great. Like rock and roll is just starting to like happen. It's also like you know, my dad grew up in that in that era. Sounds kind of nice. Want to hang out with your child, childhood father? Totally, and not let him know that I'm a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Tell him your name's Calvin Klein. (laughs) What's that movie? Frequency. (laughs) Right? Uh, Charles, what about you, man? 
I mean, I'm brown, so I can't say anywhere around <laughs> here would have been more hospitable to me yeah. in the past. That's like, you know, a guy like me, when I watch shows like uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with Marnie, I'm like, yeah, there's no one brown in there. Yeah. Like, I know you really enjoy this and you get, like, whimsical about it, but I would be mopping if I were yeah, there. To- it seems very hard for a lot of people. Totally. Yeah. For me, I think it would be, um, I would have to say traveling to Lebanon in between like the 1500s and 300s BC when the Phoenicians uh, reigned that territory on the Mediterranean. Partly because I think that, I mean, I don't know this for certain, there's no way to know it, but I think I'm, uh, I have Phoenician blood because most Lebanese people do or many do, but also because they were like some of the first seafarers, some of the first shipbuilders, and a lot of people purport that they were some of the first travelers to come to this hemisphere on their boats, uh, some of the first people to smoke signal, uh, lots of like naval technology that hadn't exist prior, existed prior to then. Uh, and they also were the first to travel around Africa, like all the way around the Horn of Africa. Uh, I just think that that's super cool, and I would be most welcome there and would maybe be able to witness some cool things about history that people don't currently understand. Would you try and steal anybody and bring them back here? I don't have any great concrete knowledge of historical figures <laughs> from that period. Sure. So probably not. They'd probably be super confused. And <laughs> yeah, I might meet somebody where I'm like, well, I can bring one person back. <laughs> well, this, this question reminds me of Cloud Atlas. Oh, sure. Where, like, the future is even more prehistoric than the past because, like, civilization, like, reaches a climax and then just... That's the closest I've Absol- ever heard. And, like, absolutely crumbles. And it's like, what do you pick? Like, do you want to, do you really want to go in the future? That's the, the closest future I've might ever not heard be of that good. anybody get to explaining what Cloud Atlas was about. That's kind of what that movie's <laughs> about. It. You just made Cloud Atlas cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think, kind of to jump over the hurdle of what Charles just brought up, I think if I did want to Bill and Ted anybody, it would have to be somebody that exists in somewhat of the same parameters as what the world is now. So I feel like you could go back to, like, World War One or World War Two era, and you could probably find some people. I, my thing is, I would give anything to have been at some of those old... Actually, the more that I think about it, I probably would end up doing this first. I would give anything to be at some of those clubs in London where it was like Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin were all That's just hanging out. That's a really good answer. Yeah. And then like the creation was playing on stage, and afterwards everybody just hung out because there weren't other people in the bar. It was just those people hanging out because nobody had figured out that they were going to rule music for the next decades. Like, I would love to see that. I mean, another good answer would be, like, it'd be fun to be in New York, like, during CBGB's oh, heyday. Dude, that was my guess as and, like, to what watch, your answer was going to be. And, like, watch that happen. That'd be so great. I, I could last one night in, in Studio 54. Like, one night, and then I'd be in jail. There's people that did that five days a week. I know! And also, we're, like, medical practitioners. I could have done that in my 20s. I could have been. Hell, yeah. I mean, we kind of did. I literally told Quam yesterday during our production meeting that I thought Elliot was going to say CBGB. (laughs) And if he could bring someone back, it'd be Sid Vicious, but he would destroy Meteor. (laughs) Exactly. No, I'd give him a job. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I wouldn't give Sid Vicious a job. We just don't give him sharp things. No, his job would be to... Pick up trash in the parking lot. That dude was only like 19, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he lived to be like 
19 or yeah. something? Yeah, he was a kid, and he couldn't couldn't play bass. It wasn't very smart. <laughs> it was great. It was okay, awesome. so not seditious, but the CBGP part was right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think about, like, because when that scene was all starting, everybody that was involved in the scene kind of went on to other things or died. And being there at that beginning part, like, in Laurel Canyon, when everybody was just hanging out at each other's houses writing songs for each other. Right. Like, that's the kind of party I would love to be at. Like, I'll just make drinks and shut the fuck up. Yeah. But then we can hang out and listen to Fly the greatest the songwriters of the modern era all playing music together. Yeah, you'd ruin history by becoming close friends with one of those people. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, that happened fast. All right. All right, there it is. That's, yeah, that's how it goes. Batter up. <laughs> Here we okay. go again. All right, what are we drinking? This is a Connemara. It's a peated single malt Irish whiskey. I'm going to have to have you hold this for a moment, sir. I got you. I always love the little green stubby oh, bottle that Connemara picked that up in. on the mic. It is a little stubby bottle. That's a cool bottle, yeah. That was almost a perfect uh, beginning of be- uh, I Feel the Pain by Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good song. Here we go. Look at the reach. Look at the oh, reach. Oh, perfect pour. Okay. Right up to the rim. Rim shot. Oh. <laughs> to rim shots and good friends. Uh, Salon <laughs> chairs. Not the first time this weekend I've cheers to that. To Pete. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Really dig that. I like it. It's just like mildly peaty. I don't know why I think that's hilarious. <laughs> sound funny. I got a buddy named Pete, and I'm just going to start calling him mildly peaty. All right, yeah. let's roll into number three. Oh, yeah. I, I really appreciate this question. I thought it was a pretty good one. I, it, it occurred to me that the first time we were all in the same room was at Iron Bartender in 2015. Quam was emceeing. I was judging. Elliot was competing. And Rob was coordinating. That's pretty cool. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, answer me this. With your wealth of experience making beverages, if we had a wheel in here with all the worst ingredients on earth, what is the one ingredient you wouldn't want the wheel to land on? Uh, so... If we're thinking of, like, things that... So whenever we would pick the ingredients for Iron Bartender, we would... I would go about... If I was picking them, and I did for a couple of seasons, um, I would always come up with at least two cocktails that I knew I could make. And I would pick not necessarily, like, terrible ingredients, but things that I'm like, you could absolutely make a good-tasting cocktail out of this. And I would, like, go through it in my head, and I would try them sometimes. Um, I think um, my least favorite thing... In memory from um, Iron Bartender was uh, um, uh, fish sauce. Or no, 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 not fish sauce. Um, um, what am I thinking of? That was on the wheel for mine, but it didn't get yeah. picked. Um, Jesus, what was it? Uh, I'm going to have to think about this for a second. But if I had to say a random ingredient. Was it, was it fishy? If I had to say a random ingredient for a cocktail, I would just say Fernet. Because I fucking hate Fernet. But. Yeah. Um, no, no, uh, the fish sauce was, like, fine and totally usable. Adam Gorski made, like, the best fish sauce cocktail. Oh, you can totally use that. fish sauce. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we had sesame oil in oh, line. Elisir Novosalis was one of them, which mm-hmm. everybody struggled with. Ooh, that's really yeah, hard. Yeah, that's worse than I'm so sorry. Sorry, Eric, if you ever listen to this. I think... Uh, <laughs> Love you, no, Eric. But, but uh, ketchup and mustard. Um, Ugh, because condiments. it's like... Because here's the thing with ketchup and mustard. Like, you can make a c- <laughs> cocktail that tastes good... You know, but it tastes like fucking ketchup or it tastes like mustard. Mm-hmm. Bourbon barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. But, our, but Apparently, Tyler has an amazing barbecue sauce. 
Uh, Tyler makes a cocktail. Tyler is our head bartender at Meteor. He he claims to have a mai tai that uses barbecue sauce. So I've yet to try it, but he doesn't make bad things. He's Tyler, never, I love he's never made me I a bad try cocktail. I do too. I love savory cocktails, but that sounds mortifying. Yeah. I also feel like the viscosity that those condiments are like made to have yeah. are specifically made not to then redilute into cocktails. So you end up with those weird like globulous chunks too. Sure. Well, so the tough part about those some of those ingredients, the ones that I disliked were the things that you can't really process. So like I remember seeing um, Marvel make a really beautiful drink with like radish because they were able to juice the radish. Mm-hmm. And then make this like really dry Collins cocktail with it, but it's like really tough when you get like Doritos, yeah, that's or a or a drink. or you know it was really bad that I'm thinking of right now is McDonald's sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, when oh Jesus, we did. Well, you know what I mean. The the ingredients was it was like a pile of just different sauces, like condiments from different fast food places, yep. which I think is a great idea in theory. But the thing is, it's like. They got to pick out of the pile, right? Mm-hmm. And some like people picked sweet and sour sauce, and it's like five different kinds of like oil in it, and so it, like separates, and it's not a good choice. Maybe no. in your head for the first second you think like, oh, just tropical drink, daiquiri, it'll be fine. The yeah. characteristics but it of the drink itself, and it's really disgusting. Uh-huh. Like the key is you just get hot sauce. You just grab hot sauce. You just pick something. Totally. You know I mean? <laughs> like, also, oh, secret ingredient involving just if it's meat. It's not good. Did some Jason Suss did like ham or some shit once, right? I got yeah, ha- I, I got ham. God, I love Jason, but like he was like I, evil with that so stuff. So I got I got knocked out of Nathaniel from Travail and I got knocked out on <laughs> battle battle ham. There were a couple ones. That just so there was like bacon, Canadian bacon, spam. <laughs> I think spam, we had a jar. It was like all ham. Bologna, it was all ham. Oh my god! It was you all got, just like, like it was all just like processed pork products. That's brutal. And then right before we went on stage, Rob goes, "Dude, pizza like pineapple and ham. That's how you do it." And we won because I put enough so pineapple in. I think I just made like a, a sour with pineapple and and some ham, <laughs> and it tasted like. Was the ham a garnish or was there like ham juice? No, there in was there? ham in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did it, it was, come through? Uh, yeah, it was, it was like hammy. salty and porky, <laughs> briny. And it, but, it, but it worked because you get, you get points for like if you try to hide the secret ingredient. That's not really what it's about. That's what happened with Elisir Novasalis. I like I was, it was me and Sam A. We were two of the three on the table, the judging table. We should have separated you guys in hindsight because, you know, you got to, like, stretch that out. Oh, right. But, no, it ended up being, I mean, that was interesting because, listen, Middle Eastern people love bitter stuff. (laughs) I love Elisir Novosalis. And as you guys know, I love... Oh, oh this tomorrow. this right here? Yeah, yeah. the Jepsil's Malort, baby. Oh, the Malort. And uh, we thought it got covered up too much. We were like, I wanted to taste it, actually. So, like, here's a great drink where you can't taste the secret ingredient. You got banana because you'd made me the cute little dolphin. I did make you a bit dolphin. That's that, the first time you? I've seen it, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I got the cute little Those dolphin. They were so cute. <laughs> they were so cute. I've tried twice to do that at home, and I just butcher it. It ends up looking like a really mad pig. It took us like three tries like, to get it right the first <laughs> we, time I ever we, did it. We, we practiced. <laughs> That's fair. Sometimes you got to practice your dolphin. <laughs> I remember the, the year that we had uh, like gas station green drink 
And that was, that was in the finals. Oh, and dude. I was so disappointed because all you could taste was like neon green apple drink. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely picked that. It was like was last minute. I went to the dollar store by my house. <laughs> I was like, well, well we were something in here. I, Rob, you and I looked at each other. And we're like, what are the odds? And then the finals roll around and it comes yeah. up. We're like, cool. It's, it's, it's a green cocktail and a green cocktail. And they both taste like the color green. Dear God. Yeah, if something tastes like the color green, it's terrible. It was green apple drink. Yeah. That's what it was. It was, it like it was that's green like, apple. Legally can't say juice because there's 0% juice in it. It yeah. just tastes like the color <laughs> green. But that's the point. It's huh? like, it's okay. It's also a reminder that we were all just having fun. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many bartenders that would probably rather get green drink than radishes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You know, some people took that really seriously and got really upset. There was so much drama on the back end of that entire production. That's too bad. It was like such a fun event. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like you're all. It's like, well, we got this. I'm like, so did the people you were against. Like, it's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's an even. It's, it's a level. It's thing an even ground. What? Yeah. Like, I remember my first year emceeing. TGI Fridays sent a team, and they oh. used. Red Bull in one of their cocktails. Yeah, I, I, I was against them. I beat them. Yeah. Were they right at home with that? Oh, well, but like people were like like really aggressively heckling from the audience. Really? And I was like, hey, guys. That was like, kind of disappointing. These guys are just here hanging out, having fun. They know they're not going to win, but they're just having a good time with it. And they but, still serve but, drinks. But Did they, they know? But, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. They might have won. My, my, I mean, our drinks weren't incredible. Yeah. They did it. The problem was they did it the way that you would at a flare show where there was lots of bottle tossing and cool stuff happening. Oh, and okay. then they built half full cocktails. And then with 30 seconds left, they just dumped half a can of Red Bull into them and brought it out. Here's, here's a great question. Elliot, do you think you'd be here today if you lost to TGI Fridays at the Iron Bar? Uh, um, <laughs> so, Scouting. <laughs> no, I'd probably get a TGI Friday. I, I like TGI Fridays. I'd get a TGI Fridays tattoo. Elliot like, wrote yeah. like a thesis Still, on like, TGI to this Fridays day? on like the history of TGI Fridays. It's like, yeah. it's a really cool company. In the, I went through the entire bar training program awesome. and I learned a ton. Yeah. And then I worked there for one day and I got yelled at by the GM and I looked at him and I said, this is not for me. And I just left. boy. <laughs> when I worked at Shinders, we, me and my buddy Jamie Frandrup, who always closed, it seemed like, this is my late teens, early 20s, would walk across the parking lot in the Rosedale Commons and go to TGI Fridays. Yep. And we'd order shitty apps, which were fine. Just That's how I refer to them. Mm-hmm. So fries and chicken strips and then drink beers and watch Monday Night Football mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever was on the TV. So, yeah. You, did you guys, either of you guys remember the, the TGI Fridays that used to be downtown? Oh, yeah. So they had a, behind the restaurant, they had a back game lounge that was just a bunch of TVs. They had Big Buck and um, what's the golf game? Uh, Golden Tea. Golden Tea. And then it was always one of two bartenders back there. And it was just, I, I worked across the hall at Copeland's where Fogo to Show is. And, you know, you splash the pot a few times, get to know yeah. the bartender. And, I mean, it was insane. Like, I would walk in, and I, I don't think I ever actually had a transaction. You would just give $40, and then you just got drinks until you didn't want drinks anymore. That's Quote, amazing. Splash the pot. Yeah, I well, like you know, that. just come in and throw a little bit of booze around. But there's and- a world where I'd rather have Red Bull and green drink than Radish Collins. Yeah, a Radish Collins done wrong is probably the worst drink you're ever going to have. Oh, totally. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. By the way. There's the Radish Collins alarm going off. The alarm went off immediately. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, we're getting closer to my favorite. Batter up. What do we got? Cardamaro. Cardamaro. It's an Italian Amaro with some cardoons in it. You guys know what a cardoon is? I do not. Cardoon is like it's a vegetable. Big, angry celery. Uh, it's a thistle. Um, it's relative of an artichoke. Um, they're really delicious and kind of earthy. Uh, they're a pain in the ass to cook with. If you've ever it's expensive gotten... celery. Yeah. Um, it's like if celery was prehistoric and huge and like had angry spikes on it, but tasted like an artichoke. So you have to like braise it, like cook it down, and then I'm so cut up. I wanted delicious. to make a joke about Big Angry Celery being my stripping name, but that actually sounds interesting enough. I don't want to make that joke. If you, if you want it, you can have it. <laughs> that Next, was my motto. Next that was up, what I'd say Big Angry Celery. celery. <laughs> if you want Welcome it, you can to have the it. Stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Big. right after Cinnamon, we got Big Angry Celery. Big Angry Celery. I'll check the trademark for you on that one, Quam. <laughs> Might be taken. Oh, that shit's delicious. All right, Ooh. so prior to recording this podcast, we all crushed an incredibly delicious hot dog, mm. uh, something that, that Meteor has been known for and is continuing to push. Uh, do you have, either of you or both of you, have either a pre-shift or a post-shift meal that you just got to have? Not every night, but like the one that when you're having a really long day, because like obviously working in the service industry, we work the same amount of a full shift, but it's at a... a much later time period. So you don't have as many options. So sometimes you either have to pre-prepare or you have to be looking for something that's still open. Is there a food item that you dream about from time to time that'll make a bad night good or something that you can have before work that'll get you motivated to go in? Man, I got it drawn. I have some ideas. Get it. Yeah. Uh, we love dipped in debris. So good. That was just going uh, through my head right before you said that. We ate those sandwiches probably at least twice a week while we were doing construction um, on our bar. Yeah, we had a lot of that stuff. It's so good. I love their vegetarian and vegan options as well as the, like, just the po' boys. They're all fantastic. And good um, humans over there, too. Like every time I go in there, super great. It's people wanting to engage and talk. And, and say, I hey. think as of last week, I think they're back open. Yep. I think they're they open are. five days a week now. It's yep. just evenings so right now. I have, but yeah. I have yet to visit them uh, since they've been reopened because I've spent been spending a lot of my time here. But um, yeah, I, I love those guys. Ian For, is almost always behind the counter. Super yep. nice, really hospitable. Remembers your name. Sometimes remembers your order unless you're like me and you order like everything in rotation. And for anybody out there that doesn't know, uh, it's this really amazing sandwich shop right next to Senyai Senlek, a Thai restaurant on Central and Northeast Minneapolis. Um, the names Dipped and Debris are in reference to sort of their two original signature sandwiches. Mm-hmm. The Dipped being a dipped Chicago beef. Add sweet peppers, add hot peppers. That's my jam, period. So uh, and then the debris is all the fun roast beef bits and then covered in gravy and cheese. Uh, the burger, I've, I've not had. Brass tacks. Yeah. yeah it's, it's in my top it's five legit, in the Twin dude, Cities. It's sure. a fantastic burger. Yeah. I, I remember first posting about it on Instagram, and I was like, I hope they don't take this as an insult. But I said, as ugly as it is delicious, because it looks like hammered shit inside the wrapper. <laughs> but it is so delicious. There's just cheese That's- everywhere. 
What's better than peeling cheese off a wrapper? Yeah, because like, you're going to eat, gonna eat burger, it. There's like yeah. all that American cheese just kind of like strewn about. They like, also get extra points for me because they have cheer wine in a bottle. Yep. And uh, when my wife and I were in North Carolina, we went cruising way out of Charlotte into the kind of the sticks. And I was chasing after this. Uh, it was like a loose meat barbecue sandwich. And it's literally like a corridor that you walk into. They don't have tables at all. It's just a hallway and then a counter. And the only thing they sell is that and fries. And then they have cheer wine slushies. And the guy in front of me, because it's I, right next to the prison. Yeah, it's just it's just tourists that, that are in line there. The guy in front of me is like, is all you have to drink cheer wine slushies? And she's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, nothing else? She goes, why we need anything else? This is the best shit you can get. That's great. And I was like, okay, I have to get that. We walked outside. We ate it on a mailbox. And I could not. It was, I'd put that up there with some of the best meals I've had in my life. That sounds amazing. And so now I want a cheer wine slushie. That's my pick. Yeah. You the, want I mean, that corridor thing. Memories of like things I would have to eat. Like when I was definitely in that service industry mode. Um, when I used to live in uh, like south, like right off of Eighth Street, uh, Lou's would be like a thing that I would do for sure. I'd go in the back parking lot and get a sandwich at Lou's. Or... Um, bon me, obviously, Saffron. right? Yeah. But yeah, I'd get a bon me to like go. And then when I worked at Saffron... This is like actually really unfortunate. I would have to, I would go to Pizza Luce and get a slice like almost every day, just because it's like, well, I should probably eat something. So easy. Yeah, because if you just, what I learned, if you eat like a half a pound of somebody's hummus before you work, you're gonna have a really <laughs> rough time at work. You're not gonna want to move very fast. Get a little farty. It's so, yeah. You, you squeak when you walk. To expand and like. Um, you need that Lebanese guy. <laughs> There's not a lot of liquid content in it. It's really just like beans and citric acid and tahini. And it's just like this. It's like, you know, peanut butter and beans. Um, but it's so it's so good that you can't stop. And I would absolutely have hummus with something every single day. Like Cameron would just like hummus and just like pile everything on top of it. Like the sturma and oh my God, it was so good. I miss it so much. Did you shout out Cameron? Yeah. He's going to like that. And then, and then you wash it all down with a bucket of mint julep. I would drink. Yeah. <laughs> Still would, the greatest cocktail that's that ever awesome. been presented to me. That was for Hollis Bullet. That was for right. Hollis Bullet. God, I forgot about And me that. and Charlie Weeks and... Uh, what a rag Trish bunch of Gavin yeah. maybe and maybe Jason DeRussia. Chad Larson still? Chad Larson maybe, yeah. Can I just remember a, it was me and Charlie because we won that cocktail contest. It was and a, then, a julep in a wine bucket. Yeah. It was... Like a, like a but it was full. The bucket. whole thing was yeah. okay. It was a giant. It was a two and a half. It was no two bottles of bullet, and one julep yeah. for the table. With a it was a straws. properly made and Ooh, straws, God. and then everybody just had to lean in. And, I was gonna say, can we do a, a hummus and julep pop up? Just to, <laughs> I'm 100 percent in. If it's Sunday's hummus, I am totally down. Uh, okay. Shout out my to, mom's too. My mom makes a killer hummus. Great. Shout That's out good. to the incredible human that is Hollis Bullet. By the way, that night. Uh, she painted a bottle for my wife and I for our wedding. And uh, we, after we got home from our ceremony and dinner and everything, we went back to our hotel suite and we made uh, Johnny Jump Ups with Strongbow Cider and awesome. Hollis's decorated bottle of, of, uh, of Bullet. So That's cool. Shout out to the Man, OG artist. That, has, that whole thing has gotten weird. Yeah. Man. Well, and speaking of getting weird, <laughs> let's yeah. pour out the Malort. Oh, God. Shot number... Five. For those of you playing Shot along at home, uh, feel free to pause this and then just look up 
on YouTube unaired Jepson's commercial if you're not familiar with Malort. <laughs> Uh, I love watching it because I actually love the shit out of this. I drink it on the rocks at home. They had they had they had two two winners of their slogan competition. <laughs> the winner was uh, Malort. Uh, I think it was kick your mouth in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second place was Malort. These pants won't shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love Malort. Yeah. yeah. I love Malort. Elliot knows it, too. I drank him out of most of his last bottle of Jepson's. Oh, I love when people come over to my house because they point at They're like, oh, how long have you had that? I'm like, four weeks. Yeah. It's almost gone. I'm like, dude, I love this shit. On ice, it gets nice and floral. Like, kick your mouth in the balls. It's, yeah. All right, guys. Let's kick our mouth in the balls. It's, like it's not bad, but it's not good. Well, I love it. To someone else, shit in your pants. Sweeter than you, who? Oh, yeah. I turned, I've turned multiple friends onto Malort at this bar because after a few cocktails, I often ask for a nice big glass of Tom's from Falling Knife and a glass of Malort this on the rocks. This is shit you want to drink with Tom's. Yep. Like, yes. For sure. There you go. You, like, a little bitterness. A let it dilute. That's just, a good like, answer. This, man. Like, for sure. Absolutely. And yeah, you let it dilute a little bit and it becomes really floral. Yeah. You get that little bite on the yep. back end. That My, little twinge of sweetness that Tom's, have, or, or, Tom's has too. Um, like Bent Paddle Classic is another one. Hams is another great one because yeah. it just has that hint of sweetness that totally. I think really opens up the bitterness in, in the Malort. Yeah, man. Just that everyday lager like, is good with bitter stuff like this. I, I'll drink a fucking bottle of Malort before I'll drink a shot of Fernet. I fucking hate Fernet, bro. <laughs> you brought that, put that, out you there brought that up twice now. <laughs> You're very angry it's at Fernet. Fernet. Dear Fernet, fuck I, you. Love Rob. I like both, but actually I do like Malort more. Uh, all right, Charles, I believe yeah, it's yeah. your Let's turn. Go. Question number five. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting sort of generalized question that you could really ask anybody, but everybody defines themselves by one of these categories, if not multiple. But are you an album, song, or playlist kind of person? Um, I'm, I'm album, I think. Most of the music I listen to is old, and it's, like, nostalgic stuff. It's, like, stuff that I grew up with still. I'm one of those people that, like, I stopped getting into new music when I was, like... Give me a couple examples of... 22, of What did you grow up with? What are you, what are you digging? I mean, I was, like, a punk rock kid, so, like, I'll still, like, play a NoFX album from start to finish, or, like... Descendants. Descendants, and... Um, but, I mean, I was... The first thing I, like... What made me love music, honestly, was Nirvana, and, like... I remember my mom getting really, like, she was like, uh-oh, because the first time I got into music, Nirvana was on the radio, and I think it was probably Smells Like Teen Spirit, and I was like, I like this. This is, like, this is the music that I think I like, and it's, like, it was, like, 13, mm-hmm. 12? Was I 12? I might have been 12 or 13. I think I was 13. You're all old now, Rob. Uh, 41. Yeah, so okay. it would have been right uh, around then. And sure. I thought it was fucking awesome, and then that's when I started getting into music, then I was like, I want to be a drummer because I saw Dave Grohl and I was like, I'm going to be a drummer. Um, so like Nirvana, anything Dave Grohl for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I like and then, you know, like you can't listen to the Beatles without listening to an album all the way through. And I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. And I get really upset when people think that you have to be Stones or Beatles because I fucking love them both. Yep. 
it's like you can love both of them for different reasons but it's like for me like the Beatles are like that shit's like like art and the Stones are like I just want to have fun kind of shit you know I mean there's some art to the Stones too but album for sure 100% Elliot my answer is song but okay but I can comment on like so like Rob Rob will get in a mood where he just wants to listen to like one particular thing and we're like we're not open to the public right now so we're we're just working on things and like brainstorming and doing R&D and like playing music for each other and I get the like Rob likes to listen to like one artist for like a couple of hours sure like get in that zone and I'm a little more kind of ADD where I'll go bounce around a little I bounce yeah fair so I'm a little more song there's no right or wrong answer but it's interesting to to learn that there but are what I, different what types. I don't what I don't love is uh, uh, like a streaming service like so we use, we use a streaming service to play music in our bar but when when guests aren't here and it's just you know Rob and I and maybe Tyler we it's fun to just like put on a full record all the way through we're not going to sure. bore anybody and we're not going to like freak out grandma if we put on you know I don't know what we're going to play some hard shit yeah because <laughs> like, our own playlist does not make sense yeah. we should actually probably talk about that you might need to because there are 90 minute intervals for that experience correct yeah that's correct yeah, so, yeah maybe yeah. you guys will define like a roughly two hour playlist that makes sense for yeah. that period totally. of time yeah something like that that's probably yep. a good idea so when we talked about this yesterday, Quam said that he is I'm all non-binary. Of the above. <laughs> sure. He's a I'm, song and I'm Polly. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought about it even more after we talked, and sure, it's 100 percent legit. I own a record player and I have a record collection because I got really tired of when my friends would come over. I would stop listening to conversations after X amount of time and just start. DJing basically, right? And so I didn't want to constantly have to put my phone or my computer out. I there. do the same thing. Yeah. So you just put it on a record. So I put it on a record, and you have and to play you, the whole you, thing. And yeah. you tell your friends, "Sorry, it's already on." It's on. That's it. And then everybody I do that this, comes I do over, the, I do you have the to pick the next thing. record. Yeah. Sorry, it's playing. There it is. And you have to apologize, to people. So oh, horrible friends, dude. <laughs> or maybe we have first. horrible music uh, taste. Well, no, they're not horrible friends. They're just <laughs> they've you know. They're have, friends that have never had a record player or okay. are just yeah, used sure. to, like... I only listen to one thing. I have a couple of friends that are that. And that's always annoying. It's like, dude, you have the entire music history like of Earth. like a Tiny Tim album. Yeah, I'm still... Like, be like, oh, do you still find that to be an issue thing? as you grow older, though? Because I think when you're younger, people are like DJ assassins. Like, we can't listen to this. We have to listen to this. You find that at your age, you still have friends who are like... We got to play something else. I have friends that have dug yeah, in harder. 30, they're 33 and they're like, not working for me. And I'm like, yep. this is, but the, you're in my house yeah. and this is my <laughs> stereo system. And like, you're drinking my beer. <laughs> so yeah, most people so you're going to listen to my music. I'm sorry. Like, the, only, the only real stringent thing that I've had to accept is that 
I'm just never allowed to have Dave Matthews music in my house. My wife that's, hates him. I'm okay. That's a good rule. And that's I like that's that really rule. the only rule with music. <laughs> that is a group of talented musicians yeah. that I do not want sure to is. listen to them. But if, yeah. I'm, if I'm in my car, it's always playlists. I very rarely will listen to an album all the way through because I'm in and out of my car all day long. Sure. So I sure. prefer Little Bites, but I won't listen to Terrestrial Radio because I don't like somebody else picking what I'm going to listen to. That's fair. So it's... Yeah. I'm like, it depends on the situation, and then it goes down, but I'm also completely unabashedly obsessed with music, so it figures that I would have like multiple layers of things that I have to be okay with. Maybe that's why I don't listen to music in a vehicle often, unless it's a road trip, because I'll trick myself into thinking I'm listening to the whole album. If I'm, for instance, going to Dipped in Debris from my house, which is like a three-minute drive, I'll sure. be like, all right, cool, I'm going to start Converge Jane Doe. Track one, here we go. And Do I'm you, hold on, though. No, I want to figure out, are you a full-on serial killer where you just drive in silence? Or do you no, put on, I listen like, to, talk I listen radio? To pods. Or, okay. No, pods, because uh, podcasts are the best. Please subscribe to this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, podcasts. Because podcasts, you can start and stop. And especially, like, I'm used to starting and stopping pods a lot because for what I do for a living as, like, a creative director, my attention gets pulled away constantly. And unless I'm working on something really tedious, like I take on the design side myself and I'm doing something where I'm editing like really intricate vectors, I can listen to anything, but I have varying amounts of attention that I need to pay to what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. so music can be ambient, but if I have to really focus, I have to work in silence. Sure. And then podcasts are another level above that where you have to really, you have to listen to what they're saying. What's the purpose of playing one if you're not listening to what's being said to you? So I very seldom listen to them while I'm working, but I listen to them when I'm cleaning, when I'm cooking, and when I'm in the car. Yep. For sure. I'm very much the same way. Like, in the car, like, it'll be like, like, it was K-Fan for a while, or a podcast. Um, and it's just because I think it's, like, short distances, and I feel like I want to get into music, and I'm going to listen to music. But I'm also, if I'm listening to music or anything, and I have to make my brain start working, I think it's just because I have, like, crippling ADD. Like, I have to turn all of it off because I can't have, like, other senses, like, affecting, like, my, my like, what I have to focus on. You, really also, you also play the drums, yeah, like yeah. me. So, like, I can't listen to music without thinking about the drums. Yeah. And then I start getting distracted, and oh, I think shit. in my car, I start tapping on my steering wheel to the point that I'm going to get is in it, an accident. Is it a 10-minute YouTube segment? It's a 10-minute YouTube segment, because I can't figure out. So the app that is I downloaded, really? yeah, so here's some behind-the-scenes fun for you guys. The, I downloaded an app that worked great. But after the first time you use it, you have to pay 99 cents every time you set the 10-minute timer. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing that. There's no way I'm doing that. That's absurd. Uh, and then by the time I realized that was the case, I didn't really have time to figure anything else out. So, yeah, there we it were, is. Yeah, we were talking yesterday about how it's kind of amusing that so far that's the one thing we can't get right. Yeah. <laughs> it's figuring it's the out easiest how to do the thing. And it's the thing we care least about, so whatever. Everyone's going to think that nobody has a cell phone. Yeah, that's exactly. That's like... These guy fuckers don't have fucking cell phones? You just make a 10-minute timer. We also we don't, don't like the They sound. don't like the noise well, from the cell phones. Yeah, we don't want it to be like right. what someone hears when they wake up in the morning because there's nothing that'll make them unsubscribe exactly. faster. Exactly. Like, you don't want to hear like, that. Oh, that's my alarm. I'm out of here. That's, but the pol- I guess the police. This is a very well-thought-out process. I just like the idea of talking about tapping on the steering wheel and all of a sudden, do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. A little uh, Northeast Yummy. classic. Yummy. 6.0, last call. Cheers. 
Cheers, little blackberry fellas. brandy for y'all, a.k.a. the Polish. Yeah. All right. Been a minute since I had one of those. Uh, as we've obviously evidenced on this podcast, and one of my favorite things about being friends with both of you gentlemen is the amount of laughter that happens when we're all hanging out, especially when alcohol's involved. And I was telling Charles a story. Um, when I lived overseas, we got a group of um, expat Americans, uh, Canadians, and a couple other people together, and we were playing American-style football, and there is apparently a team in Oslo that practices and plays, so we went for a scrimmage. And we stopped them on their first drive, and then on the second play of our first offensive drive, my friend Eric scored a touchdown and let out the most guttural, like, in-your-face, American Toby Keith, yeah, and he spiked the ball, and it immediately reflected back into his testicles and cut him off, knocked the wind out of him, put him on the ground. I was laughing so hard I was gagging as I was crawling off the field. Yeah. And it just made me think, is there a time that you can remember, and it could be when you were a kid, it could be when you were a teenager, that you laughed so hard like no sound came out, you laughed so hard you were crying, (laughs) you laughed so hard you literally thought for a second that you might not breathe again. And what was the what was the case? <laughs> I, I love mean, the laughter already. <laughs> you know, there's like a minute where I fucked around with nitrous in my teens, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I can think of other instances too that well, are that works too. I can see something I, uh, occur to you immediately. You were like, yeah, uh, I was like, oh shit. Robin, 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 I have a dear friend, and it was his birthday, and I was at a bar with this person. And uh, it got to the point where this guy was like, all right, you know, it's been a good night. Everyone in the bar has bought me shots. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Called an Uber. I offered to walk him out and see him into the Uber. And uh, a car pulled up. And he opened the car door and three dogs jumped out. And started swarming him. <laughs> and then he got in the car. And then all the dogs got back in the car with him. And it wasn't an Uber. It was just a, a person <laughs> with a bunch of dogs. And it was just... The oh, we're most, doing this. <laughs> it was just the most wonderful, confusing kind of circle of people and dogs. Uh, I think that's the... Hardest I've laughed. Lucky for him, they were nice in dogs. Like yeah, apparently, they were all great. They hey, were buddy! All like, no, they were all like Labradors. <laughs> it was a it weird was Uber. Like, they were like super sweet dogs. But yeah, it was his birthday, and it was just like that's not an Uber. That's just. Did a you car. think it was that's like a, a birthday surprise? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Hey, we puppies. we got you dogs <laughs> for your birthday. Just covered. We bought you three dogs. <laughs> No, and it was, and yeah, it was just, yeah, it, it took a minute and a half to. Oh, that's awesome! To He's, get, he was yeah. in there for a while. <laughs> yeah, he was like in the car. Well, because the worst and, thing is trying to trying to trying to reason with a confused drunk person is also impossible, and then you add three dogs into the situation, right? And, and a, the dogs are stranger. spinning around you, and yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Was, I need to hear the end of this story. So down. yeah, he essentially was kind of kicked out Usher of. I removed. We removed him from the car and told the young woman with the three dogs that we're sorry our friend got in your car, but... We're sorry, this is not he, one of your dogs. He only had the best intentions. It was really funny for everybody. No one... 
That's great. Yeah, That's it good. was fantastic. That's really good. And then I, yeah, I, I laughed for like 15 minutes. Man. I have too many, I have too many stories. I'll tell you, when I went to my buddy's place, uh, we used to watch UFCs at his house a lot and just kind of hang out. Uh, one night he got mega hammered. It was our friend's bachelor party that we had at his home. And we would, if we stayed at his place, we'd stay in the basement. And there's like fold out couches there, beds. So I was sleeping, super drunk. We drank scotch and beer all night. Middle of the night, I go to the bathroom in the basement, which has an accordion door, kind of a little fanning door that turns into mm-hmm. a V. So I go and try the door, and the door won't open. I'm like, what is going on here? So I try it again. I'm like, something's wrong with the door. The door's jammed. No one's in there. The light's not on. I pull it as hard as I can, and it thwacks. And I hear, <laughs> I'm like, Mike? It's my buddy Mike who owns the house. He's laying on the floor. I just banged him in the head with this door. And at the time, I was, like, so taken aback that it wasn't that funny to me. Right. I was just like, whoa, all right, are you okay? And I got him up, you know, helped him get back upstairs to his, his room with his wife and uh, got in my car and, and took off. At this point, it's, like, 9 in the morning. And I was driving home on Coon Rapids Boulevard. Is that the name of the road? Yep. Like, basically what turns into East River Road. And, like, suddenly thought about his voice going, hey. And I had to pull over because I was laughing so hard. I almost crashed my car. I just sat there on the side of the road crying, tears running down my face, laughing so hard, just picturing him. He's wearing these, like, wacky pajamas with devils on them, and he actually had peed himself a little bit. How did he get down there? He just looked so ridiculous. He still had his glasses on. Just that sound. Like, it was a delay, too, because I donked him in the head, and I didn't know what was behind the door. And, like, three seconds later, you hear, oh, God, that's just perfect. So beware of accordion doors. Yes, yes. Always beware of accordion Tearing down his bathroom door. (laughs) What is he doing in there? There's so many questions for him. Oh, Rob, you you got one that comes to mind at all? I had one, but it's really terrible, and I don't think I should talk about it. (laughs) You be the judge of how terrible it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I can... I don't think it's appropriate. Okay, well... No. Would me telling a dirty one make it easier? This is bad. Um, I don't know why this sticks out of my head. It just does. Um, let me build up the will to do this. The LaRue hasn't hit me yet, so I need a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the clock is ticking. Uh, all right, I'll tell a quick semi-dirty one from college. Okay. Uh, we came back for some weekend. We were going to come to a concert down here, and my buddy's like, we can all stay at my house. My mom's out of town for the weekend, no problem. Of course, the first thing we did was call some girls, get some beers, have a party, go to the show, come back after party. Uh, I crashed on the couch at some point around 3 or 4 in the morning. Was this the guy breaking into his own house? I'm just no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, woke up to the sound of a garage door and was like, I should make sure it's still okay that I'm here. Went upstairs, and the guy who lived there was at the breakfast table. He's like, yeah, my mom's home. No big deal. I told her that we were here. We're like, cool. So we just grabbed like some cereal or whatever. We're eating. She comes in and he's like, hey, mom, like we went to the show last night, had some fun, had some beers. Ha. I was like, oh, this is cool. And she's like, well, it's good to see you. I'm going to go get ready. He goes, okay, well, we're going to head out pretty quick. So he gets up and he goes and he gives her uh, a smooch. And she looks back and she goes, Christopher, and just slapped him open hand. And I was like, what just, I think I had a bite of cereal in my spoon. It was like, what just happened? 
And she storms out, and he comes and sits down. He's just looking at the table. And uh, that was when he told us that uh, he just realized, that his mom just realized that he had gone down on a girl the night before and hadn't washed his face yet. Oh, my God. And it was... Oh, my God. And I broke the chair that I was sitting on because I tried to scooch back because I was laughing so hard. I snapped the leg off the chair and fell out of the chair. Ended up having to pay $100 to buy them a new chair because I thought that was the funniest thing I had ever heard. You should have paid for that. I couldn't get... You don't owe them that money? Couldn't get off the ground for at least two minutes because every time I did, I would think about... And to this day, it still <laughs> brings me joy at somebody else. That's Schadenfreude, I pure could, and, and I simple. I don't think I could ever like, tell my mom a story about just, anything like that. Or, yeah, she just smelled sex on him. Yeah. Oh, God. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was one of the best. It was, it was a good slap, too. Like a Russian man slap. Jesus. Um, the story I was going to tell is still worse than that only because it has to do with someone with a physical deformity that we weren't aware of and it has it has to do with a girl who had a baby arm but we didn't know about it till the end of the night because we were doing karaoke in arizona and (laughs) she had she was wearing a jean jacket but she also had a jean jacket draped over her arm and my friend like ended up going home with her and she had a baby arm. And that there's a lot of, like, details that make it really funny. But it's also, like, I feel like a fucking asshole because I laughed about this. But I, I was all, it. I was, like, 23 years old. Yeah. I don't, that's not an excuse. It was just a time that you laughed really hard. And we've yeah. all hopefully gotten better and smarter and are better humans. We're fully formed adults now. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess on baby arm... <laughs> that's it that's the final bell oh man yeah that's the final bell you guys survived a solid hour hanging out with charles and i uh enjoying libations for everyone uh mezcal irish whiskey peated single malt irish whiskey uh big angry celery liqueur mm. malort <laughs> And Polish, we're going to put brandy in quotes because we still haven't determined whether or not that's actually brandy. If anyone knows what Polish is actually made out of, like base spirit, LaRue. send us emails, info at meteormpls.com. Great segue, actually. I was going to ask for people out there, how do they find you guys on the socials? How do they find your bar? Yep. Um, we're in the old, uh, God, this has been a bar for 120 years. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah been many bars yeah yeah it's been yeah it's been a lot of bars we're in the old stand-up franks or uh donnie dirks if you weren't familiar with stand-up franks um stand-up franks first time i got robbed uh donnie dirks my 30th birthday on opening day there you go you got robbed at stand-up franks in the bathroom this seems par for the course good story yeah if you're not from the (laughs) twin cities north second street in (laughs) minneapolis got me for 20 bucks for weed overall feel pretty good just had to see a knife didn't really get threatened. I was like, here's $20. Yeah. He's like, cool. Well, yeah, you told me about that. Sorry, guy. <laughs> uh, that's my get-out-of-jail-free card, I guess. That's not a story that made you laugh so hard you cried? No, I came out and my friends didn't cry so hard you laughed? Or? <laughs> and then the bartender was like, oh, man. I knew he was up to some shit. I'm sorry, man. Another and then, robbery. Yeah, and they just gave man. me a tap beer. But they had those like terrible 10-ounce glasses, yeah, so it was like a dollar. Never clean their lines. No. Just, yeah, just... Here, drink this. Oh, okay. Now I can throw up. Just forget about everything. I just puke anywhere. It's fine. Um, yeah. 
MeteorMPLS.com uh, for reservations. And for another week, we're going to sell. Well, no, not when this airs. Who knows when this airs? Who knows if there's still restaurants when this airs <laughs> or bars. Or if oh, we've been in a post-apocalyptic world yeah. starring Vigo Mortensen. Uh, I'm ready for some Fallout shit. Let's do it. <laughs> Only because I haven't played Our Worlds yet. Well, that's a different podcast. That we can yeah, we didn't even get to talk about video games, Rob. Oh, <laughs> next time. Sad. we got to follow it. this up. Star Wars, no video games. Why am I even on this? Can we start a part two before we've interviewed anybody else? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready to drink some more. We can keep going. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for dialing in again. Click subscribe. The more reviews that we get, the more it tracks with the algorithm. So help us out. Help us defeat the robots in a very Flaming Lips-esque crusade. Uh, Look us up on the socials, Libations (laughs) for Everyone, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, Again, this is Charles Awad. I'm Ben Quam. Uh, Love you guys very much. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Cheers.